0: You're listening to a message from Mercy Culture Church, home of Pastor Landon and Heather Schott in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information about Mercy Culture and ways that you can be a part of it, visit mercyculture.com. We are stewarding a prophetic word this year on expanding territory. How many are stewarding that word? And here's what we mean by that is we mean that this is a First Chronicles 4.10 year. I hope you're praying this over every day over your family and your lives. That this is a year that, oh, that God would bless us indeed. He would expand our territory. He would put his hand of favor upon us and keep us from evil. The Lord spoke to us and said that this season that we're in right now was a season of spiritually expanding Territory. How do we spiritually expand territory? We expand spiritual territory through the gifts of the Spirit. These are all found in First Chronicles, our First Corinthians, chapter twelve. We have nine fruit, our gifts of the Spirit, and we're going to do the ninth one today. they are wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, power, prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and distinguishing between the spirits. When we talk about the gifts of the Spirit that are all found in First Corinthians, chapter twelve, it's important to understand understand what they're all about so the 5 w's of the gifts of the spirit i've gone over the, over these every week is number 1 who are they for they're for everyone according to 1 corinthians chapter 12 what are the gifts for? Well, they are spiritual tools to advance the kingdom of God or to expand territory. Where are they from? They're from God according to James 1:17. When were they given? They were given after Jesus ascended or on the day of Pentecost according to Acts chapter 2. And why are they so important? Because these are the spiritual tools of expanding territory, so this morning we're talking about the the ninth one. These are not in uh, biblical order. We're just going over all nine, and and some versions say miracles, others say power, but both of them are referring to the same thing. According to First Corinthians twelve ten, to another miraculous power. Someone say miraculous power. The Amplify says the working of miracles. So you have two primary English words to describe one Greek word. You have the word of miracles. Someone say miracles. Then you have the word of power. Someone say power. But both of these words are describing the same Greek word called dunamis. Someone say dunamis. Dunamis is God's power source. This word dunamis is used 120 times in the New Testament, in the Greek, and in the Hebrew, there's 382 different variations of this Hebrew word. Now, when I say Greek and Hebrew, you have to understand that that when you read the Bible in the original language, there's so much more depth to it. Our English language is is so inferior when when it comes to the richness of words and vocabulary. One rabbi said it like this, uh, reading the Bible in English is like kissing a woman through a veil or, or seeing a picture in black and white. You're missing the depth to it. So when I talk about the Greek and Hebrew, really I'm talking about the vastness of a word. It's kind of like uh, when you look at a tree, you, you see the stump of the tree or, or, or you see the base of the tree and, and that's the strongest, largest part of it. But if you go down underground, the roots of it are all connected into different ways and sources. And so I want to break down some of this, this word dunamis and what it really means. So that word dunamis in the Greek is the word miraculous power, might, strength, physical force, or ability. It, it, it's, it's powerful deeds. We get the word dunamai, which means this, having the ability or proper ability to perform for the believer. Now, this is important because when we're talking about the word dunamis or dunamai or dunamo, all these related words, this is power that's available to the believer. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's you. Turn to your second choice and say, you too. Now, when we say the word dunamis, we're talking, uh, it, it's, it's interesting because this is where we get our English word dynamite from. It's from this word talking about Power. That word dunamis or uh, dunamai, talks about the ability for the believer or the power through God's ability. So let me simplify this for you. Dunamis is God's power source. Look at it like this, God's power grid. Dunamis is God's power grid. Now, when this word continues to spread through the roots, we get this word dunamai or duname. The word duname means this that I can. Now, it's interesting because a lot of us get stuck because you look at your own deficiencies and the things that you don't have the ability to do. Who's ever done that a time or two? But it's interesting because when you talk about the word dunamis, it has nothing to do with your ability, but it has everything to do with God's ability. So watch, you may not be able to, but God's dunamis can. That's where we get 2 Corinthians 12, 9 from. It says, But my grace is sufficient for you. My power, or dunamis, is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that your power, or dunamis, of Christ may rest upon you. This is so important. You understand this. That this gift is not activated by your strength, but this gift is activated by God's strength. So watch, the weaker you are, the greater the dunamis you have access to. (laughs) Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things or everything through Christ that gives me dunamo, the empower of the Holy Spirit. This is important you understand this. Dunamis does not turn off. It's not like the Texas power grid in the wintertime where there's revolving blackouts. God does not need to replenish his power. The power is always turned on. It's important that you understand this because a lot of times if we don't see God's power, we think the power's turned off. When the power is always turned on, we just have to connect with it. Tell your neighbors so you got to connect with God. So that the key is, is that we remain connected to dunamis. John 15, four says, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Someone say much fruit. But watch, apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain connected to God, you remain connected to dunamis. Now you know why the enemy works so hard to get you to disconnect from this house. You think it was just accidental? You think it's accidental that there's articles every other week? You think it's accidental that your friends say it's a racist church? Why are you going to that white pastor's church? You think it's accidental that they say, oh, you got the Holy Spirit Church. Oh, the one with the thing up on the building. Oh, that one, oh that Oakhurst Church. Oh, I got. You think it's just accidental that people say those things? See, there is a strategy to try to get you to get disconnected from a power source that's in this house. The enemy is strategically trying to get you to disconnect from Dunamis. Say, get connected. Do you know that there's over 500 scriptures that speak to Dunamis? Over 500. This is a constant theme throughout the New Testament and Old Testament. And here's what's wild, is there's so many connections to Dunamis to familiar scriptures that we are not aware of, but it's there. Look at this. Mark chapter five, everybody knows this story. Mark chapter five, it says in verse 25, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood or an issue of blood for 12 years. And she had suffered very much uh, under many physicians. And she had spent all that she had, but she grew worse according to the word of God. Verse 27, it says this. And she heard the reports about Jesus and she came up behind him in a crowd and she just touched his garments for, she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body, she was healed of her disease. Look at verse 30 and Jesus perceiving in himself that the dunamis had gone out from him immediately turned to the crowd and said, who touched me? I love this story because Jesus never gave this woman permission to pull on his power. She understood by faith. If I just connect to the power source, watch, my miracle is in Kis dunamis. You have access to the dunamis power whenever you use your faith. Come on, somebody. You have to break this mindset that there's these random moments of the power of God that you have to wait by a pool for an angel to stir the water, and then that's when you have access to the power. His dunamis power is here and available at all times. Someone say, get connected. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is Jesus speaking. He said, you will receive power. Someone say dunamis. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to Judea, Jerusalem, and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit is the power or dunamis of God. And this power exposes a religious spirit. Look at this, Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. It says, And Jesus answered them, You are wrong because you neither know the scriptures nor the power or dunamis of God. It's my favorite thing to tell people online. You're wrong because you don't know the scripture. Watch, and because you don't know the scripture, you don't know the power of God. Watch this. The Holy Spirit's power exposes that religion has no power. Church, this is so important. We cannot be spirit filled in theology without practice. There's a lot of people, a lot of churches, a lot of Christians that your theology is Holy Spirit, but there's no power in your life. You are not in practice of the Holy Spirit. If you do not practice the power of dunamis, then here's the problem, that you are disconnected from that power source of God. We cannot just be spirit-filled in theology, we have to be spirit-filled in practice. What do I mean by that? Is that we don't let the Holy Spirit move on one Wednesday night once a year. But we give him the room, we don't make room for him and we let him do whatever he wants, when he wants. Can I get an amen? amen. Dunamis is the nature of God. Romans 1:20 it says this. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power or dunamis and divine nature have clearly been perceived even since the creation of the world. He has always been dunamis because dunamis is his nature. And here's the thing, this is why scripture tells us that we're set free by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Because dunamis is happening constantly and people just don't testify about it. People just don't share about it. Scripture says in John 21, 25, now there also be many other things that Jesus did where every one of them to be written, I suppose the world in itself could not contain the books that would be written. Scripture says there was so much dunamis, so much power, so much miracles, that it was hard, it would be impossible to even record everything that's happened. I started thinking about our journey here at Mercy Culture and how I've seen dunamis be intertwined in our entire journey. In fact, what I notice is that Dunamis has already been expanding mercy culture's territory from the beginning. Let me show you what I found in God's word when it comes to dunamis and the mercy culture story. Watch this. We say fear go, Holy Spirit come. We've written it on our building. We, 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 we've sang about it. Uh, it's on t-shirts. But, but where did that come from? Well, it came from a prayer in Paschal High School when we launched our church in 2019 where we have been prophesying and declaring even before there was a global pandemic of fear, this house has been saying fear go. But let me show you dunamis and fear go. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. It's really important you understand this if you are not already aware of this, that according to 2 Timothy, fear, fear is not a feeling, it's a spirit. And here's what scripture says, God has not given us this spirit. Keep reading, what does it say? But of power, or dunamis. God spoke to us in 2019 and started telling us to declare fear go. So watch this. He says, fear go, Holy Spirit, or dunamis come. Dunamis casts out fear. His power casts out fear. Then we hit in 2020. And in 2020, the Lord told us that this would be a year of miracles. The word miracles is the word dunamis. Then in early 2020, the Holy Spirit said that we needed a value of honor in our house. Spoke to the elders at an elders retreat. Said, we need a value of honor. Well, do you know the correlation between honor and dunamis? Let me show you this. Mark chapter 6, Jesus is in his own hometown. And it says this in verse one, let's start on verse two. On a Sabbath day, he began to teach in the synagogues and many heard him were astonished saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter's son of Mary and brother of James, John and Judas? Or uh, uh, it says in Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? Look at this. And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, someone say honor, except in his hometown among his relatives in his own household. Look at verse five. This is so important. And he could not do mighty works or dunamis there except lay hands on a few sick people. Watch this. Where there was no honor They disconnected from dunamis. The Lord spoke to us and said we needed a value of honor in our culture, watch, to keep us connected to dunamis. Can I just pastor you for a second? Okay, don't post pictures of the president falling on his bike. It's quiet in this conservative church. Can't you just talk about Pride Month? I am. I'm talking about your pride this month. Imagine your grandpa falling off his bike and everybody making fun of it. No, if you want to talk about policy, if you want to talk about the stance of abortion, if you want to talk about all the other things, fine, I'm with it, I'm with you. Let's preach God's word. But don't dishonor. Watch, because you... You detach yourself from dunamis. Come on, honor doesn't take days off. No, it's Father's Day. Do you have honor for your father? I didn't say that you had to have respect for him. I said that you have to honor him. Scripture tells us to honor our father. Well, well, well pastor, what, what, what if he doesn't deserve it? Well, scripture says he does. Scripture tells us to honor everyone. See, the problem is is we don't understand what honor is. Honor isn't the behavior that makes someone deserving of your respect. Honor is heaven's value over an individual. So when scripture tells us to honor, watch, despite their behavior, we honor the president. We honor our fathers. Watch, we honor each other. Watch, could it be that because we live in a nation, in a Christian culture of dishonor, could that be why there's so few miracles could we be lacking watch the connection of dunamis power because we have lived in dishonor you know the other thing it says it says they were offended interesting where there's dishonor it breeds offense So now you have dishonoring, offended people. Could you imagine this for a second? I'm not talking about people in a denomination that don't like the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about people in the flesh that Jesus was with them in the flesh and they didn't want him. I'm not talking about not liking your pastor. I'm talking about not liking Jesus. And watch, he couldn't do miracles. Because they disconnected from dunamis. Mm -hmm. Just think about this other way. Where there's honor... There's connection to dunamis. Where you don't allow the enemy to offend you, when you don't allow the enemy to tempt you, when you don't buy into that plan of the enemy, watch. You stay connected to dunamis. I feel in my spirit that something could happen when we begin to honor God. Watch, because honor is the environment of miracles. Mm. I believe we will see a greater outpouring of miracles when we see a greater environment of honor. Let's talk about dunamis and the supernatural. 2021, the Lord told us that it was the year of the supernatural. We prayed, we declared, it was Ephesians three twenty year. He would do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think according to his power. But that word power is the word dunamis. I didn't realize it at the time because I was just declaring it was the year of the supernatural. I was looking at exceedingly abundantly beyond what we could ask or think beyond our ability. But what I didn't realize is when it's beyond our ability, it means it's connected to dunamis. We have already been declaring that we are connected to dunamis all of last year. How many think that's amazing? So then the Lord told us in 2022 that we were missing another value in this house, and the value was stewardship. So at the beginning of this year, I preached a message on stewardship. But let me show you the connection of dunamis and stewardship. So, in Matthew chapter 25, it's the parable of talents. I already used this when I taught on stewardship. To one, he gave five talents, to one, he gave two talents, and to one, he gave one. Put Matthew 25 up on the screen. And look what it says in verse 15 it says, each according to his ability or dunamis. Watch this. He gave talents to those, the level of talents to those that were connected to dunamis. Your ability to handle more is determined by your connection to the power source. Let me help you, because a lot of people go through stuff and you say stuff like, Lord, I can't handle anymore. How many have prayed silly prayers like that? And the reason why I say silly because I prayed them too I remember one time I was doing one of those little pity parties that we call prayer sessions and I was telling the Lord Lord I can't take anymore I can't take anymore I can't handle anymore and I heard him so clearly whisper to me he said you realize you're asking me not to bless you right I'm like no I didn't realize that at all I, I, I was actually asking you would relieve these pressures off me he said no you're asking me not to bless you I said then what do I pray he said ask me for the ability to handle more watch he was telling me remain plugged in to this dunamis power watch and I will take you from a one talent to a two talent to a five talent to a ten talent watch I'm going to give you the ability to steward more Okay, here's what I'm telling you. Some of you are frustrated because you feel like there's more on you. You know what I'm talking about. You feel like you're called to steward more, to manage more, that your business is supposed to be bigger, that your ministry has to be more impactful. You feel like there's more on you. Listen, the answer is not for you to figure out a strategy to handle more. The answer is for you to plug into dunamis to connect to dunamis, watch, and that power will sustain you to handle more. Someone say dunamis. So I saw this 2019 fear go. I saw this stewardship and honor and supernatural and all of these connections. And then I started realizing this entire journey of this church has been a miracle. It was a miracle that I even wanted a pastor in the first place. I was a pastor's kid raised in the church, only saw dysfunctional, only saw a church that was built to random man. And I made an inner vow that I would never pastor until the Lord spoke to my heart and said, don't build it around you, build it around me. Watch that was dunamis. It was a miracle for God to speak to my heart. And and God, for me to say yes. I heard so many people come up to me over the years and say, thank you for your yes. Y'all, that was a miracle because my flesh wanted to say no. Then there was a dunamis miracle where the Lord spoke to us and said, I'm going to give you this church. We were a church plant of a 10-month-old church in a high school. And I walked around this facility every day for 40 days and fasted. Watch. And it was a miracle that it got released. Then the world shut down with a global pandemic and it was a miracle that this church grew by the thousands why we were shut down the world was shut down why because we stayed connected to dunamis then I realized that there's miracle powers happening all the time. That there's people that are literally tormented by anxiety and demonic affliction and they have been delivered, set free in their right mind. Watch, by being in this place. Someone shout dunamis. There was a young man that wanted to kill himself. He'd been struggling with it for years and he was painting in this church this black paint up here and he was painting in this church and as he's just in here worshiping, all of a sudden God touched him. Watch, that demon that tormented him with suicidal thoughts he was delivered of in one moment someone shout dunamis I'm reminded of our friends, Chris and Christina Avila, that they told her that she had throat cancer and they're going to the doctor to to, to operate. Pastor Matt had a prophetic word. Don't get an operation. God's going to heal you. They partnered with faith, did not get to operation, went to the doctor, and the doctor said, it's a miracle, the cancer's gone. Someone say dunamis. I'm reminded on solemn assembly where alan our one of our children's workers had a prophetic word that children were going to get healed there was a little girl worshiping with eczema really bad eczema she asked the lord to heal her lifted her hands as she started lifting her hands her eczema started drying up as she got home watch it was almost gone to this day it hasn't come back someone say dunamis there was a story of a guy in Florida in prison. And as he's in prison, he gets a magazine article, of a Christian magazine. In the Christian magazine is a story of mercy culture. He opens it up, sees the building, and says, Lord, if you get me out of this prison, I will serve you forever. Randomly, he gets transferred to a prison in Texas. And then all of a sudden, after six months of being there, every single charge against him was dropped. Watch. He was let out of prison, drove to mercy culture church. and started thanking God for the promise that he made and the miracle God did. The miracle's not over yet. To this day right now, he serves in this church where he promised God he would serve him forever. Someone say Dunamis. dunamis power was working in the election where nate Schatzline, who's been a pastor all of his life with no political history but has a call and passion of god watch beats a career politician with more than double years experience people cannot figure out how did this guy win how what made this happen someone shout dunamis I love this story from the psalm assembly. We had a staff member that's been ridded, riddled by sickness for years. And two little girls named Noah and Lennon came up to her at a psalm assembly and just started worshiping around her. You're the God of miracles. As they just worshiped, you're a God of miracles. Not only was she healed on the spot, but all of those sicknesses have not come back because she encountered the dunamis power of God. Someone shout Dunamis. I'm reminded of baby Gigi. If you don't know the story about the Cody's, uh, Nikki was, was pregnant with their last baby, number five, and baby Gigi had a rare heart condition. And the day that she was born, they had to open her heart up and give her open heart surgery. Took the heart out of Gigi, worked on the heart and put it back in the baby the day after she was born. They said that she would be in the hospital for nine months and there was very little chances that she would ever be normal. If you haven't met baby Gigi, Not only is she not normal, but she's more sassy than normal. She wasn't in the hospital for six months. She was in the hospital for nine days. She's running around this church. Watch, she's a living testimony of the miracle of God. Somebody shout, Dunamis. We are living in the power source of Dunamis. And somebody has lied to you, and his power comes and goes, and it's like a jump rope that you have to jump in and catch the right timing in order to catch his power. His power is here, just connect with it. Go back to Acts chapter 16. I'm running out of time. Acts chapter 16 is the story of Paul and Silas. It's not a story, this happened. This is historically documented. And the most historically accurate book who has ever been written, the Bible. This is not a fable. This is what Disney tries to create. Paul was a persecutor of Christians, gets radically saved. God changes his name from Saul to Paul, and the greatest persecutor of Christians on the planet became one of the greatest apostles to walk the face of the earth, an evangelist to the known world. And he's on a missionary trip to the Philippi. He's with a partner named Silas. You know this story. And there was a demon-possessed girl following them around, saying these men are for God, what they're saying is true. Paul was irritated. He has a discernment. The gift of discernment was in operation. I preached about this text with the distinguishing between the spirits. He discerned she was saying something good, but the spirit's not God. He cast the devil out of her. And it was great. Till she stopped telling fortunes for her master. And all of a sudden, the master is mad. Do you know when you get freedom, it upsets people that want you to be in bondage? You know when you get free the people that you used to party with don't appreciate it? Do you know when you get free the people that make money off your sin don't like it? When you get delivered some people don't want you getting delivered. Most of them are your Facebook friends. They don't want you getting delivered. She gets supernaturally delivered, watch. Then they get mad. And then the town people start attacking them. Look what it says in in Acts. I I think it's verse 20, might be verse 24. But it says, these men are Jews and they're doing things that are against our custom and laws. Isn't this interesting? It was illegal in Rome to cast devils out of people. And then they accused them, watch, of disrupting the peace Sounds like the accusations against mercy culture. Watch when you start casting devils out, you get accused. I get this all the time. Well, you should be a peacekeeper. It's like you're 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 confusing peacekeeping and peacemaking. Jesus did not come to keep the peace. You know who you make treaties with? Enemies. We're not coming to make treaties. We're coming to expand spiritual territory where the kingdom of God advances. Some of you just try to make peace with people at all costs. You know what peace at all cost is? Spiritual terrorism. The beatitudes is to be a peacemaker. Not a peacekeeper. Watch. When a girl is bound with demons, she can have no peace. When you have permitted demons to run wild, you won't have peace. Paul cast the demon out. Then they started coming at him. Watch. And they called him a political troublemaker. Maybe this is where they got their confusion about separation between church and state. Isn't it interesting when you stand up for biblical values, you're offensive, but what they're doing, it doesn't matter if it's offensive. You don't think that's interesting? So they were offended with Paul and Silas because Paul and Silas brought freedom to a girl that was in bondage. Anyway, Scripture says this, that they severely beat them. Put that Acts 16 up on the screen they severely beat them they beat them with rods you know what's wild about this is the romans did not have the mercy laws of the jews jesus was lashed 39 times one lash short of the death sentence of 40 but the romans did not have the same laws they mercilessly beat people to death Theologians believe that Paul and Silas were mercilessly beaten inches from their life. Not only did they beat them inches from their life, then according to Scripture, they grabbed them, they threw them into prison, or they put them into the farthest Part of the dungeon. So this is not just a prison cell. This is a cavern deep underneath the ground where there is no light. And then according to scripture, they shackled them. So watch this. You have Paul and Silas. Watch this for a second. Paul was a persecutor of of Christians. He gets saved. He obeys God. He's on a missionary journey. He delivers a girl from a demon. But now he's being imprisoned. He's being beat, and he's shackled. And most of us in our Christian worldview in America would say, obviously, Paul and Silas are not in the will of God because so many bad things are happening to them. Yeah, tell me about your persecution again. Oh, your, 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 your coworkers are mad at you? We have pastoral care for you to get through it. What, uh, you weren't invited to the family barbecue? No, no, no. Tell me again how you have suffered for the gospel. Just, just, just tell me one more time. So Paul and Silas are on death's door. And a lot of people would think that they're outside the will of God. But what if you are being persecuted for righteousness' sake? And you were right smack dab in the middle of the presence of God. What if there was a grace in between the blows? What if there was a grace in the middle of the persecution? Some theologians believe the way that they were shackled, they could not sit or stand. But they were in placed in a place of being uncomfortable to the highest degree. What if you being uncomfortable with your present situation was not just... Uh, an attack of the enemy, but what if it was the sovereignty of God for such a time as this to connect you to a dunamis power source? I gotta hurry. Acts 16, 25, and it says this, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Watch. So many of us are so frustrated when we're in situations that we don't like rather than looking at them as an opportunity of a sacrifice of praise. What if, uh, can you imagine Paul and Silas at the end of their lives when they're like, hey guys, remember that one time? Remember when they beat us? Remember when they stripped our clothes? Remember when they threw us in prison? Remember when they shackled us? And remember when we worship? Hold on, hold on. How many opportunities do you have to pray and worship in a place like that? See, some of you are in situations that you don't appreciate and you're missing the opportunity of praise and prayer in that place. Watch, they are praying and worshiping in a place of pain in prison. Watch, and they are still connected to a dunamis source of power. Here's what I want you to hear. Watch the same power, the same power that delivered them, that delivered a girl that was bound with devils, is the same power that they had access to in a prison. Watch, it just took a counter with God. Mm. You are one encounter with God away from dunamis power. And there's this mentality that we have in the church because we're in a situation that we don't like, that we're not connected to the power of God. You are one daily encounter away from dunamis power. Here's what scripture says, it says they were praying. To make this very clear, you know what I mean by praying? They were connecting with God. Prayer is a connection with God. You talking with God, God talking to you. Look, it's not just you doing a religious duty, checking boxes, crossing T's, dotting I's. I'm not talking about making sure you have your daily encounter time so you feel like you're spiritual. I'm talking about a moment where you connect with God because watch, prayer comes before dunamis. About 10 years ago, I was sitting on my couch watching TV and I heard the Lord just speak to me. And he said, you don't have enough prayer covering. At that time, we were a traveling evangelist. And he gives me a vision. And a vision is a spiritual daydream. Do not ignore your daydreams. Amen. I'm sitting on this couch, I have a vision, a spiritual daydream, and it's something that happened in real life. And Heather and I were newly married and we're in Tucson, Arizona, and we went on a tour of all of these caves. And the tour guide pulls out this giant nail. It's about this big, about that big around. And he says, they used to take these nails and they would pound them into the rock. They'd pound them all the way in and then they would pull the nail out of the rock. And then they would put in the dynamite. And that's how they would create these large, giant caverns. He said, if you didn't have the nail, it would be like a firecracker going off in your hand would burn your hand. But if you close your hand, it will blow off your head. He said, the nail prepares a way for the dynamite. I'm sitting on my couch and I hear the Holy Spirit say, prayer is the nail that goes before the dynamite. Watch. We get our word dynamite in the English from the Greek word dunamis. Watch, prayer is the nail that goes before the dynamite or goes before the power. Watch, Paul and Silas are in prison and they're praying despite their circumstances. Church, I came to ask you today, what situation has taken away your daily encounter? What situation has caused you to stop connecting to the power source? Please hear your pastor today. Here's what you need to know is that the same power that was available to them to cast out a demon out of a slave girl is the same power that's available to them in the prison. You are one prayer away from dunamis power. I love this story. Worship team, come and join me. They're in prison. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that the the, uh, city or the the ground begins to shake. It says all of their chains break free. There's an absolute jailbreak that takes place. And the jailer was about to kill himself. But Paul stopped the jailer from killing himself and said, no, we're all here. Watch how Watch how dunamis expands spiritual territory. We see this story in Acts, in Acts 16, how the jailer was about to kill himself. The jailer gets saved. I want to show you, watch how dunamis expands territory. But not only did the jailer get saved and baptized according to Acts chapter 16. Sometimes we look over this stuff, but when you begin to read the Bible, you begin to see the pieces that are put together. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, the jailer is mentioned again that jailer wasn't just a jailer the jailer had a name his name was stephanus and he's mentioned multiple other times in the bible but specifically in first corinthians chapter 16 verse 17 look at this paul says i'm glad that stephanus has arrived because they have supplied us with what was lacking from you watch this Paul gets free because dunamis power. And in that dunamis power, spiritual territory is expanded. The jailer that was keeping them in prison gets set free. He gets saved. His family gets saved. He gets baptized. Watch. Then he becomes a participant in ministry with Paul, expanding spiritual territory. Dunamis power is so powerful that even those that come against you, God will use to expand his kingdom. So here's the question today. How do you connect with dunamis power? It's really easy. God's love. His love is what connects you to power. Scripture says, "God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Whoever would believe in Him would have eternal life. Spiritual territory would expand." First Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. It's a love chapter. It says, "And three things remain: faith, hope, love." But the greatest of these is love. God's love for you is what connects you to dunamis power. And your love for him is what connects you to his power. Paul and Silas did not ask to go free. They just loved on the Lord. Your ability to love on God, despite what you're going through, will connect you to the power source he calls dunamis. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Mercy Culture Church. If this podcast has blessed you, we'd like to encourage you to share it with a friend. To learn more about us, find us on social media and online at mercyculture.com.